It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now with everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brushed nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid October 5th while supplies last. Well, you follow me, Colin? Uh, I'm just checking. You're verified. I am verified. verified. Robin and I marched on Twitter headquarters in San Francisco. That's what happened. We did that bit a couple weeks ago. That's a true story. Despite the better judgment of the Tony Bruno extravaganza, we now present You Have a Big Mouth. First new message. Hey, you, man. That was the first time I read it. Peace. Matisse promo. Damn it. Degenerate gambling scum. What I said. Don't be All right, let's roll this tape, man. We're rolling. Now, we return to a man who is always outraged. That's an outrage. Here is Tony Bruno. At Cole's Friends and Family Sale, the back-to-school savings add up with an extra 20% off. Save on Skechers for the family, girls' stretch jeggings just $12, and save on an Instant Pot and luggage. Plus, take an extra 10% off home. Plus, everyone gets Cole's cash. Plus, free Amazon returns now at all Kohl's stores. This weekend at Kohl's. Offers valid July 25th through 28th. 20% with promo code SHOPFAMILY. 10% off home with promo code HOMEDEAL10. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Oh, man. Hello there, kids. Welcome. It is winter, finally, in Philadelphia, yes. Pennsylvania. <laughs> on a Wednesday night, January 6th, we thank you for joining us all over the world. Listening live on Mixer.com and, of course, listening later on on iTunes, Wherever you can find the show, TonyBrunoShow.com. We're all over the world. We want to thank everybody for coming out. It's cold out there. Yes. This is, today was the day. first day 
And obviously, in other parts of the country, it's really cold. And mm-hmm. for example, in Minnesota, where they're going to play a playoff game, yes, for the first time, the Vikings will be playing outdoors since 1976, Jeez. when they were in Metropolitan Stadium in Bloomington, Minnesota, because they were in the Metrodome for a million right. years. Right. The temperature is supposed to be one degree. Oh, That's gosh. just the temperature, not the wind chill. So <laughs> it's going to be cold. It's cold out there in a lot of places. Cold in Philly. I got my jacket on. Robert's yeah. crying about it's warm in here. <laughs> It's cold I'm sitting, outside. I'm, I'm like sitting right underneath the the, the, air, the exhaust. Yeah, like sure. I'm not. I'm like two feet away from you. Apparently, that's far enough. Are you going through the uh, <laughs> of life, I Robin? Am. Maybe you're not used to all the hot air up here. Tony Bruno. I should be used to it. Miss Robin is here tonight. The great Joe Corrado. <laughs> Luigi's up there in the God Mike position up there, <laughs> and of course Natalie Egenloff's up there too. She's got a copy of her own movie now too. Yes. She has a movie that she starred in mm-hmm. that we were talking about on the show last week. Mm-hmm. Now she has a copy because our good buddy Joe Ruffino yep. went to a video store. I think the West Coast Video is still open. I think or, or Errol's, yeah, one or the other. Yeah. Errol's uh, West yeah. Coast Video or Blockbuster. Please rewind. <laughs> movie Stop. I would like to clarify I was not a star. But you were in that you movie. Were in it. I was in it. But you don't even own a copy of the movie you were in, right? No, I don't. Because it now was a do. terrible movie. I know. Here it is. Right but, here. but we talked about that. <laughs> give the people the name of the movie and who's in this movie. Okay, this so, isn't some local yokel crappy little production. No, it was a. It's a comedy by James L. Brooks, who wrote this. Who was a writer uh, of The Simpsons. It right. stars Reese Witherspoon, Owen Wilson, Paul Rudd, and Jack Nicholson. I mean, that's that's star power right there, right? Yeah, right, uh, Paul Rudd. Uh, yeah, I mean, those are big name actors. Exactly. I think it was the biggest flop of 2010. Well, there you really? go. It's something. You can say you were a part of the biggest flop of exactly. 2010. I can, I can. <laughs> Natalie's here. We have a special guest. Our buddy Seth Everett's going to join us here in a yes. moment. we got all kinds of news going on, news. though. He'll have baseball, football. He can talk about anything. He's even a big uh, comic book guy. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. How about that? He does I did like, not know that. He does like 50 co- podcasts. Oh, okay. I only do one podcast, and I can't handle it. <laughs> really? This guy's got like 100 one podcasts. One podcast, and he couldn't even make painkillers. I mean, it's I know. I didn't week. even make them today. I'm slumming it tonight. Really? I That's all right. I came in like a bum. That's all right. I'm like the guys you find walking on the streets. I'm, I, my, like microphone fell. Mike. my microphone fell, Robin. Okay. Come on. What's the matter with you, Joe? Luigi, you need to turn him off while he's doing that. I hate to do it to him this early in the show. I really do. This is ridiculous. This isn't even blog talk radio anymore, Seth, and look what's happening to the show already. Ridiculous. There you go. Thank you. Before we start the festivities, we have quality food. Now, this is BYOB. Everybody who knows the show, you can bring your own stuff in here. And we have a food drop tonight from a guy who was, uh, I have never met until tonight who's, uh, who's been following me, he's been tweeting me. He used to be the soup slut on Twitter. And then he changed his name to the mayor. And in his avatar, he has a picture of the mayor of uh, McDonald's. What, what was the mayor in McDonald's? Mayor McCheese. He actually has the hamburger, Mayor McCheese, in his avatar. But he used to work at Paddy Wax, one of my favorite watering holes, where Chip Kelly used to go in there a lot at Paddy Wax at 2nd and South. And so he used to work there. Then he opened his own place up in the Northeast called the Blue Duck. And to show you how dense I am or how much I don't pay attention to a lot of movies, you know where the Blue Duck is from? See if anybody knows where the Blue Duck was made famous. It was a bad movie. It was an Adam Sandler movie. Billy Madison is correct. So he took the name Blue Duck from Billy Madison, which was the scene where he talks about, you know, mm-hmm. painting a picture or something, and he painted a blue duck because he's never seen one. So the place is called the Blue Duck. Luigi's been up there many times. I haven't had a chance to get up there. Natalie's been up to the Blue Duck, which is a BYOB place, but the food is amazing. Oh, it's phenomenal. Luigi, you've been there how many times now? A couple dozen. 
We want to thank uh, Chris and Nick, who brought all this amazing food here tonight. So everybody in the studio audience tonight gets this great soup. I've got to give you the, the menu tonight. I know people listening are saying, why do I care? I'm not there. That's why you need to be here with us. Uh-huh. They got the blue duck fries, right, which are hand-cut fries, shredded duck, smoked Gouda cheese, and oh, scallions. So good. When's the last time you had smoked duck? Uh, a shredded duck. I can't even remember. Yeah, when's no, the last time you smoked, smoked up, Joe? Who flipped this bill, anyway? Just to... Oh. The great folks at the oh, Okay, all right, all right. There's our buddies. Cuban egg rolls. Did you have a Cuban egg roll? Yeah, they were delicious. Shredded duck, ham, spicy pickles, and cheddar cheese. Then we got the chorizo mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Everything here is a little spicy, a little too. kick. Yeah, it was a little bit, yeah. Homemade chorizo shells, cheddar, salsa verde, and tortilla chips, the buffalo chicken soup, which is amazing. Have you had? I've had I never like had three bowls of that already. It is. I can't believe how you can taste every single little nuance. It's like mm-hmm. it's you can taste all the layers. Asparagus, carrots, marinated chicken, hot sauce, and then the General So's wings. You've had the they General So's chicken. Yes. The wings are great. The wings are great. Yeah. So everything's great. Then we want to thank the guys again mm-hmm. at Blue. I follow them on Twitter at Blue Duck Philly. They're up at twenty eight fifty nine Holm Avenue in the Northeast, and a great great place. They even will provide stuff for your parties if you want to do stuff. You can follow them on Twitter at Blue Duck Philly. We want to thank them for uh, providing the food for us tonight. So we got the we got the alcohol, we got the food, and we got the talk that people want to hear about. Well, the people brought the alcohol. Right, they did. I didn't bring any alcohol. I, I just brought water. I only no brought like rage. six bottles of water. Yeah, today. and I, they're all gone. They're gone already. Yeah. What do I hear about? Now these guys are drinking Bud Light Lime back there. I know. I hear like corks pop in and. Yeah. and Bottles. You just popped that bottle cap. What did you use? Did you have an opener? They're popping bottles. They're twist offs, aren't they? Why did it sound like somebody just used like the edge of a table to break the bottle cap off? <laughs> you ever see what people don't have and it's not a twist off? And they're like, yeah, let me do it. Well, you got to do what you can here, Tone. I mean, yeah. I've seen people, yeah. you know, I've seen guys do it with their teeth. Yeah, with their teeth. Which is absolutely the my dumbest dad, thing. Yeah, my crazy. dad used to do that. That is I the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. You know how much teeth cost? <laughs> I just spent 1600 bucks for two of them right here. Jeez. And I'm not even a hockey player. But anyway, speaking of hockey, there's a big trade, a lot of trades going on. The Philadelphia Flyers made a trade this afternoon. Uh, the owner, Ed Snyder, who's 83 years old and lives out in L.A. because even he's not stupid enough to right. live in the cold weather in the Northeast. Right over here, right. Uh, so he's 83, lives in L.A., and he got to trade Vinny LeCavalier, who's been here for a couple of years. Obviously, it cost him a lot of money. Vinny's a great player. Obviously, Stanley Cup down in Tampa. Right. Flyers took his contract. He hasn't played much. So they get his contract. Out of, yes, thank you. And Luke Shen... <laughs> Shipped to the Los Angeles Kings, basically contract dumps. Yes, that's, to get, that's what they are. To get salary cap space, mm-hmm. and then they acquired this 23-year-old centerman, Jordan Wheel, who has played in the AHL a couple of years, 20 goals, 69 points last year. And as you can tell, the Flyers are not, they're, they're one of the worst goal-scoring teams yeah. in hockey. Did you see the stats? It's unbelievable. The Flyers and the Anaheim Ducks are mm-hmm. the two worst offensive teams in the NHL. Yep. And the Ducks scored four against them in L.A. Yeah. last year, <laughs> last week in Anaheim. When they're, had, oh, and they're 0 for California trip. They yeah. had six, the, the Ducks had 69 goals going mm-hmm. into that game last week. Mm-hmm. The Flyers were like at 78 or something like mm-hmm. that, which is absurd. Yeah, Yet you look right. at the offensive players on this team. Yeah, and you saying, figure they're going to be better than they yeah, are. Yeah, and they're, they're just hanging in there mm-hmm. around 500, so the Flyers shaking it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the big story, of course, not only the NFL coaching searches, which we will get into, but the Baseball Hall of Fame. We'll talk about that. And our good buddy Seth Everett is going to be up here. He's a base, he actually, he and Ken Griffey Jr., Mm-hmm. are very close. Yes. So we have a man who actually knows a lot about Ken Griffey Jr., and we'll talk about him. Ken Griffey Jr. and Mike Piazza made it into the Hall of Fame. Only two guys. And one of the things that I've done for the last 50 years is rip the Baseball Writers Association of America every single year. I think year. that'll continue tonight. No matter what show I've done, whether it's ESPN, Fox, you name it, some out, these guys like to play God. And the Baseball mm-hmm. Writers play God more than any other group on earth mm-hmm. because no one's ever gone into the Baseball Hall of Fame unanimously 
because if they, their, their argument is if Babe Ruth and mm-hmm. those guys, Garrick, didn't go in unanimously, Garrett, yeah. then no one should ever go mm-hmm. in unanimously getting 100% of the vote. Right. So Ken Griffey Jr., who is as close to as perfect baseball mm-hmm. player as you'll ever see, a no-doubt-about-it, stone-cold, guaranteed first ballot lock, mm-hmm. is left off of three of the ballots. Three people Outrage. decided that Ken Griffey Jr. wasn't a Hall of Famer mm-hmm. on their, and they get to put 10 names down. Mm-hmm. So they yep. get ballot, and you put 10 names down. So for some reason, now that doesn't mean he's left off all 10. Right. It just means he's left out of the number one spot. Mm-hmm. And he was the first ever number one overall pick to go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Nobody who's ever That's been picked number one has ever made the Hall of Fame until Ken Griffey Jr. But somehow, three chitrules, as yeah. we like to call three them. Three mamalukes. Three right. mamalukes. Yeah. Decide that uh, no, Ken Griffey Jr. Right, yeah, yeah. Ninety-nine point three percent of the vote is good enough. Yeah, exactly. You're not good enough to get all the votes, which is absolutely a, is, is an embarrassment. It is. And we'll find out who those three clowns are, and we and will humiliate them. them. Yes. And they should be humiliated. That's right. I get it. I get it. If you want to make a statement about Bonds mm-hmm. and about Clemens and about the steroid guys, yeah, it's different. How do you make a statement Griffey. about Ken Griffey Jr.? Mm-hmm. Gr- Griffey never you know, did what, anything what wrong. Possibly right. anything. could they have against? Him? I don't know, and, and I don't know how they decide. How how do because it's not like a it's not like guys share notes. No, no. It's not like I see everybody's ballot. Yeah. And I, I'm going to be the guy who's not going to put them right, on there. Right. They no. have to decide they don't have this the in same advance. Numbers. But I mean, is it like is it like when you're doing raffles and you only have so many raffles that you can put in bags? So like, no. They can, there's no excuse there's for this. No, excuse. no I'm, just, I'm asking as a novice. It's, it's the most inane thing in in any sport anywhere. As crazy as we talk about college athletics, the NCAA, mm-hmm. and their idiocy with kids. Baseball Writers Association of America yeah, should be ashamed of themselves and embarrassed. They should disband. They should not be allowed to vote. Seriously. Why should they vote? Let the people on vote. Yes. So I'd rather have fans vote. And even fans are clueless will get it more right. Exactly. These guys. Get it more right. So, I mean, just, just to clarify, they do not have a certain number of votes that they're allowed to give out. Yeah, they have 10, ba- they have 10 names on a ballot. Okay. They put in 10 <laughs> names on their ballot. Right. And some guys don't. And we'll have uh, Seth Everett join us here in a second. Yeah. And we'll explain more. He's a baseball aficionado. I'm just a tsunami. Like that. <laughs> uh, by the way, the other guys who didn't make it, uh, three guys got 67% of the vote. You need 75% of the vote mm-hmm. to get in. Three guys came up short. Tim Raines. Who should be in. Uh, Trevor Hoffman yeah. and Jeff Bagwell. Now, Tim Raines gets the... Well, nobody was, saw him play yeah, with the he was Montreal, Montreal Expos. He was phenomenal. What, what you have to be 12 yeah, to put yeah. a guy into the Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tim Raines was a Hall of Famer when he was in Montreal, when he was Tim Raines, mm-hmm. and he was a Hall of Famer when he became Rock the Rock Raines, yes. And played for the Chicago White Sox, right? Right, right. So how is he not a Hall of Famer? Because you're too, yo- you're too young yeah. to remember him playing? To Montreal. That's, that's the yeah. criteria to vote for the Hall of Fame? That's well, joke. I'm a young baseball writer, and I didn't see him mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. That's just idiot. That, you should lose a vote. I agree. You should not be allowed to vote. <laughs> Meanwhile, we got football to talk He's about. He's fired too. up. He is. He's fired, fired up tonight. Because this happens every year. Yeah, yeah I every know. Every year on this day when they announce <laughs> the latest members of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Your blood pressure goes I up. I get angry. Yes, I noticed that. I, I shouldn't be angry. Right. Why should I be angry? <laughs> Other than it's cold outside. Yes, and, exactly. Uh, and there's no painkillers. No, because exactly. you fight the righteous fight, Tony. Damn right. He does. Damn right. <laughs> Meanwhile, speaking of fights, Joe will explain tonight something that I don't understand, but only he, because he's the king of Twitter. If you follow <laughs> Joe Corrado and Jake, Jake Corrado19. <laughs> The, uh, the guy who runs Twitter now, Jack somebody. Yeah. What's this guy's name? Uh, Jack Dorsey, I think his name is. Something like that, yeah. He announces yeah. yesterday, on Tuesday, 
that they Jack may Twitter. start. They may get rid of the 140. It's yeah. not happening yet. Right, right. But, but he's considering it because people yes. complain about 140 characters is mm -hmm. not enough. It's just enough for me. That's me too. Really, and let's be honest, nobody talks in more than 140 uh, exactly. characters. Exactly. We've learned how to write and express ourselves in 140 characters. Right. Everything's fast right? and. I immediate. think 140 is a little bit low. It should like maybe 200. No, I've learned how to get it to 140 no, exactly. No, 200 yeah. is is it because like. I like when you hit it right on the nose. And, you I know, do too. I always, I, now I've got it so no down. No negative. Yeah, it goes but to I zero. I get it down and I get to one. I right. And boom. I put exactly. a period. I do like a touchdown dance. If I have one one character left, I put a period at the end. Exactly. Me too. I do the same thing. There's 140 Or I characters. move a little, a little abbreviation going on. Nailed it again, when baby. You, when you add a photograph, <laughs> yeah. then it takes away from your 140 no, characters. No, I don't add a photograph. No. Well, that's your problem. Just take it up. Take up all the space. Exactly. So anyway. That's, Twitter, that's crazy. Did that, you see what happened after this guy announced that uh, they may go to a 10,000 character limit? That's nuts. 10,000 characters. You know what happened? The stock went down. Ah, all right. The all stock right. of Twitter went down 2% in one day. Right. And in fact, since the last year, Twitter stock is down 38%. And I always wonder, so how the hell do they make money anyway? Yeah, exactly. How does Twitter make any money? I don't does know. Does anybody know? Advertising. Where's their advertising? There's no ads on, the, on your tweets. Well, there are. There's, there's some ads Where? On, the, on the timeline. Yeah, 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 they, they, do yeah, they pop up. I only use Twitter to pimp well, my, my show and and to uh, pick up women. That's exactly all I right. For. Right. I don't notice any ads there. What no. other purpose does it have? <laughs> Seriously. No, I think 200, 200 would be like the perfect amount. <laughs> then you should. Yeah, that lady right there. What's your name, See? young lady? What's your name, Donna? Exactly. That's what they're. Right. That's what people are complaining about. If I want to go write a long soliloquy, yeah, yeah. twenty five hundred words, yeah. I'll go to Facebook. So you have to talk about your. Nobody will pay attention to that crap like I ten, have to say yeah, on there either. Ten thousand characters about your migraine, like you do on Facebook. No, or you can, or you can put like the the. You can put a link. So you post it on something else, and you put the link. Well, and you then could you do that now, though. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But two hundred. I like that she's raising perfect. her hand. Like yeah, I like, yeah. You have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you have something you want to share with the class? Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have She'll you. She'll be up at the, the mic, mic later. Yeah, absolutely. I have a couple more. What do you have? Yingling over there? She looks restless. She's you having Yingling. Have some Yingling, yeah. and then we'll discuss this later. Your sister's pretty shy. Tell her to, uh, you know, don't be so reserved. So this is a big deal to a lot of people. Uh, yeah, sure, it should be. And so I broke it down to that. I did research. It's going to ruin my stick if, it, if, they, if they make it longer. I might have to quit. Now, 140 characters, you know that. You know how many uh, characters, 10,000 characters, averages out how many words that is? No. The average word has six letters in it. Okay. Right? So you break it down five or six letters. If you go to six letters per word, mm -hmm. that's 2,500 words is 10,000 characters. 2, you know how many words 2,500 words is? 2,500? Well, that's, that's the right answer. But that's, that's a trick question. It's, a, it's approximately three full pages. Oh, Poor so, Tony can't get quite figure that out. We're going to write a thesis. I'm talking about pages. Like, if you put 25 words down on paper, right? This They'll ruin Twitter if they do this. It's single space in 12 font, okay? Yeah. Single space words in 12 font. 2,500 words is approximately three full pages I don't need dialogue. to hear that. Who writes three pages of anything unless you're a college kid and you're right. stealing that off the internet anyway? Can you right? imagine Deshaun Jackson tweeting three pages? People don't write letters. You need a translator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine. When was the last time you wrote somebody a three-page letter? So I, Ain't nobody got time for this. Exactly. That's right. Who write, Nobody writes letters anymore. Nah, nobody writes letters. So now you're going to write... Emails and you're tweets. You're going to go on Twitter and put three pages of your thoughts nah, on there? Who the hell's going to read that? Exactly. Unfortunately, like there are a lot of people that would Facebook probably do that, that though. Right, yeah. ten thousand characters. That's what Facebook. No, is. like Facebook if, if they 
did 10,000 characters, there would be people that would actually write that, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, they would. Yes, no, yes they, they would. would. Yeah, they would. Some people just the go on and on. span of America today. There are some Nobody's people the that just... Span to write no, the un- would you just that's say, about, I want to pay <laughs> It's not about what people would read it. It's about, about people who... Because there are people that go on and on. Of course on they, they do. On. They continue. They yes. continue. That's why I don't go on Facebook. Yeah, they go on a rant. I turn Facebook on and people are writing like the... the yeah, about their migraine and... Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Back hurts. Right. And Robert's like, why don't you go on Facebook and write what you feel? I said, why? Yeah. I can do it in 140 characters. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk more about that. But it's time to bring up our, our, our guest. He came all the way down. Eight, I asked him how long of a drive it was from where he lives. Yeah. 80 minutes. Wow. Where do you hear people say 80 minutes ever? Seriously. Right, yeah, I, I never said, heard that. No. About an hour and a half away. Yeah, that was strictly yeah. like map uh, uh, navigation speak. In, in living yes. in L.A., it would always be, you know, how far is that? Oh, it's a half an hour. Everything's yeah, yeah, a half everything's an hour a half an hour, hour. Even though it's two hours away in right, traffic. Right, right. So I, said, I asked that, how long take you to get here? I said, mm-hmm. 80 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you can break it down, that means you have a mind that works at a very special level. Very meticulous, level. yes. I've known this guy forever. He's, uh, you've seen him on TV. You've heard him on baseball. You've heard him. He does everything. He does. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it up for our, my buddy Seth Everett in the house tonight. <laughs> Love Seth Everett. Came in, ate some food, had some cocktails, sitting down on our aluminum chairs, getting ready to plug in. What, what song are you playing? Are you playing a little Prince for him, huh? Yeah, yeah I think Prince. I think Seth requested some Prince. Walk yes, he did. You were asked and you requested I was asked. Prince. I yeah. It wasn't like, can you please play Prince? <laughs> they said, what, what music? So I said, Prince. That's fine. Last minute People request. People at, at Fox Sports Radio used to say, they Prince once. Did you really? And I, so they started playing intro music. Hosts, these idiot hosts who replaced your show. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't me on. an idiot host They when I had was me on and they would go, they would be Prince music in the background. The host would say, well, you know what that means. No one knows what that means. <laughs> Apollonia didn't know what that meant. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. Well, good to see, to see you. you, man. So 80 minutes, though. That's pretty, that's pretty precise. I've never heard anyone no, say... Rush hour 80 minutes. When though. I worked for the Phillies... No, that's with no travel. But when I worked for the Phillies, I had that down. I used to go to a, a different studio to do post games. So I'd be at the ballpark... I had to know exactly what inning I could leave. I've done this drive so many times. Somebody says, how long is it from my house to Philly? It's 80 minutes. There you go. It's not an hour and a half. Well, this year, most games are over in the third inning, so you could could have just took off early. Hey, when I worked for the Phillies, they were great. Yeah, that's true. You have good timing. When I worked for the Phillies, Charlie Mm -hmm. was great. Rollins Mm -hmm. was great. They... The, the day they lost to the Cardinals in Game 5, Ugh. the day the music died, yes. I left town. I said I got to get take out. It. You had to get out? I had to get out. And you moved to North Jersey, or you were living there anyway? I was living there anyway, but I, I ran. I, when Howard broke his ankle, I said, Just, I'm out of here. Fled I, the area. I can't do this. I was standing behind home plate. My, my oldest son, AJ, and I went to that game, and we had tickets. I didn't go as a media guy. And so we start walking behind home plate, knowing that the end was near. Right. And we're standing there. And I remember it vividly like it was yesterday. And he hits the ground ball, and then he falls out of the box. And people thought, oh, he's too ashamed to run it out. Nobody realized how badly he was hurt that moment. I'll tell you a story about that night. Uh, In the sixth inning, I had a source from Milwaukee. Unnamed source? uh, Unnamed source. I can't reveal my source, but I had a story. I was ready to break. The Brewers were letting Prince Fielder go. They were making a play for Ryan Howard. That trade would have happened had he not broke his ankle. I had that. The rebuilding process would have been accelerated three years had they gotten out from the Howard contract. They would have changed the whole philosophy. 
The Brewers were so scared to lose the offense at Prince Fielder, they were making a play for Ryan Howard. That deal was done. I was willing to go. I was going to go on WIP that night, and I was going to tell my story that minute. He breaks his ankle. I said, that's done. No wonder you ran out of town. That's over. I would have run out of town. Yeah, really. I I literally said, I said, that's the night the music died. Mm But wait, you didn't come on my show with that kind of breaking news? Why would you go on a local radio show? You were the second show, Tony, you were going to go. In 2011, where were you? Uh, I don't remember. So that's why. (laughs) I don't remember where I was yesterday. I don't remember 2011. That's the only thing I remember is Ryan Howard falling out of the batter's box and people thinking he was faking it because he was ashamed to run the first base and be the last out and Mm -hmm. end the season. Mm-hmm. And the fans were, I remember the fans were uh, all grumbling, walking out before they realized how badly how bad it was. Yeah. Because that 2011 team was better than the 08 or 09 team. No, that you're right. That 2011 team was built for everything. They had mm-hmm. all the expectations in the world. That was the team that was the disappointment. Mm-hmm. When they lost to the, I hate the Cardinals. Oh, they're I hate the Cardinals. I've worked for a lot of different major league teams. I work for the commissioner's office. I hate the Red Sox and the Cardinals. And I'm not a Yankee fan. I'm not any fan. I just, I cannot stand the arrogance of the Cardinals. Mm. Yes. And, you know, interestingly, Stan Kroenke, who owns the St. Louis Rams, yeah. who are trying to move to Los Angeles, Los Angeles. as one of the three teams well, that three are putting teams. in a bid. Their owner, did you hear what he said when he applied to, to go become one of the teams, that, why he should be in Los Angeles? He flat out said that St. Louis is not a city that can support uh. three teams. That they have, obviously, they don't have the basketball, the but they have the Blues hockey team that's been there forever since 68 when the Flyers came in. Right. And they have, obviously, the Cardinals. Uh-huh. You know, that's, they're there. That's baseball heaven to them. Oh, yeah. And then the Rams, who actually were pretty good for a stretch and uh-huh. then become horrible the last nine years. They've uh-huh. been awful. They haven't made the play. They haven't had a 500 record. Uh-huh. And he says that because of the economic situation in St. Louis, that no team could go, that's no NFL wrong. team could go there and be supported. And, in fact, if they were to build a new stadium that it would be economically a, a disaster, mm-hmm. whether it was he, Stan Kroenke, or any other owner who wanted to, because they're talking about building a new stadium for right. them to stay. He says it would be economically unfeasible and that the stadium proposal would be, here's the quote, bad for any team and it would be road to financial ruin. So obviously he wants to move to L.A. because remember, the Rams went from L.A. to St. So Louis yeah. after the Cardinals mm-hmm. bailed from St. Louis and went to Arizona. Arizona yeah. Correct. St. Louis can support a team. If they're good. It's a working-class town. Why do you have to knock a working-class town? Because he says, here's it's, the other thing. In the, in the recent breakdown of the economic growth... I can't stand growth, St. Louis. I wouldn't say that. This is economic <laughs> growth. He said St. Louis ranks 61st out of 64 major cities in economic growth, and they've lost population base over the last five years. So people are moving out of St. Louis. Therefore, right. the tax base is in there, the financial... And let's be honest. It's like any other city. You know, there are some cities like Cleveland and here in Philly... The team could be bad, and they're still going to, for the most part, fill the stadium. St. Louis, and you look at San Francisco. San Francisco uh-huh. this year, that place was empty the last half of the season when people realized it. That, that, and these people just bought tickets to that new uh-huh. stadium two years ago. Isn't it amazing, though, that San Francisco had the greatest player of our generation, had the biggest controversy of our generation, and the franchise's 100-year golden era happened after that. Exactly. Uh-huh. It happened that after that. They went three out yeah. of six. It is a golden time there. They sell out every game. Yeah. Uh-huh. They are icons out there. That's more than they had when they had Bonds uh-huh. or any of their 90 years prior. It's amazing. Meanwhile, speaking of Ken, I mentioned Ken Griffey Jr. He gets in. I've heard of him. 
You know him, right? Yeah. A little bit? I do. Now, you have a tape. You were telling me before the show that it's you have an actual YouTube tape tonight. that you're going to put on YouTube tonight. Yeah. Why didn't you bring it here? We could have put down the slide projector and played it in here. I didn't realize we could play slides. I didn't either. We have a, we have a projector. We're still not sure. <laughs> in fact, if Al when Davis... I think, if when Al I think da- Tony Bruno's show, I don't uh, think slides. Uh, if, uh, if Al Davis were still alive, we would do the overhead projector firing of Chip Kelly in here. We would have done that. You don't remember when he fired the... When he fired the uh, Kiffin, yeah, yeah, remember he fired and he had a, he had an actual slideshow. It was one of the craziest news conferences ever before Al Davis died That's when he was great. the owner of the Raiders. He fired Lane Kiffin, and but he, when he fired him, he had like a full display with a with a video projector screen, and he broke down all the problems that Lane Kiffin had and what a bad coach he was right. to try to prove to the world that he fired this guy because he was. And he didn't want to pay him the rest of his contract, right. and these are the reasons. Right. And he like pulled he was out the overhead projector. It was the, wow. the most bizarre firing I've ever seen. It's, it's I mean, legendary. That, talk about it. It's painful enough when you get fired, but then mm-hmm. to have like a video montage. Right. Video support of, the, of it. Video right. of like a bar analytics. Mm-hmm. Sam Hinkie's head would have blown up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Threw out yeah there. Head would have spun it's unbelievable. So Ken Griffey Jr., Tell us uh, well, your the, Ken Griffey Jr. story. Well, the, the, first of all, the greatest press conference I ever attended was the signing of Ichiro Suzuki to the Mariners. There were three countries that were broadcasting this live, China, Japan, and the United States. This was huge. There were more people in this press conference than had ever been. To, I'd been to World Series. I'd never seen anything like this. It was my last day in Seattle. I was moving to New York to work for the commissioner's office. Someone asked Ichiro... Did having Kaz Suzaki, remember Kaz yep. Suzaki, on the team make you want to sign with the Mariners? I'm not doing a Japanese accent. But his translator had a thick Chinese ac- uh, Japanese accent and said, it's a good thing and bad thing. Good thing to have someone talk to about major leagues, but bad thing. Because Mr. Sasaki likes to drink. And me want clause in contract, no have to go out with him after game. <laughs> I went, rock star! <laughs> That's great! But you know what? I mean, like the Japanese take their drinking very so seriously. seriously. In Japan, if you go to a J- Japanese bar, uh, you don't buy drinks. Yes. You buy minutes. And it's like equivalent of $10 for 100 minutes. And as long as your glass is upright, it's full. You're not and allowed, the and only you're not way allowed, to stop is you have to turn it over. Right, and you are not allowed to pour your own drink. Right. It, it, your, your glass has right. to be full by everybody else around oh, yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. So if you, if you don't pull, pull your glass over, everybody around you it's is going to keep pouring drinks, and you have to keep drinking. It's I just like that. crazy. Yeah, I've I like been to that. Japan twice. It's, it's insane. Anyway, it Ken Griffey Jr. Sorry, um, sidetracked. Ken Griffey and Jr. And anytime there's an alcohol break apart in, in, in a conversation, <laughs> yes. more people are interested in that. Than exactly. Uh, That's fine. They talk about statistics. Right. And, in, uh, Japan, yeah. in Japan, there are certain bars. <laughs> hold on. In Japan, there are certain bars that are not $10 for 100 minutes. They're $100 for 100 minutes. Wow. wow. And a Japanese woman is assigned to you oh, well, and required well, should to get yeah. you I mean, to stay for another 100 minutes mm. by any means necessary. Ah. Oh. Wow. I told the Japanese woman assigned to me that I was a member of the Justice League. Really? <laughs> she had no English whatsoever. What do you do? And I said, I'm in the Justice League. Love the Justice Now, who were you in the Justice League, though? I I'm did, a big Justice I League could, guy. Yeah, I wanted to be far? Green Lantern. I okay. thought Green Lantern. I could pull off Green Lantern. Green Lantern. <laughs> After a few drinks, he turned green. But, one yeah. of the worst actual characters that made that they turned into its it's own a movie. Bad right? movie. It, it was, was a bad, bad movie. movie. He fought a cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Although the TV series, The Green Lantern, was great. Right, because that's where Bruce Lee 
Wasn't wasn't that the Green Lantern or was no, that no 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 that was the Green Hornet. The Green Hornet. I'm sorry. I like the Brown Hornet. That was on Fat Albert. Fat Albert. Yeah 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 yeah. That was awesome. Thanks for going to garage. They blocked that off podcast now. Oh, they blocked it off. off figures. You're not allowed to talk about Fat Albert. You're not. That's right. Okay. Hey hey hey. Terrorist. Come on. Yeah exactly exactly. Oh man. Griffey Jr. Uh oh. Did you just drop a drink? No. What happened there? For once, that wasn't me, Robin. Yeah, you need to put that in your pocket. Uh oh. Right. You've done television it? before. You're going to put a mic pack on? <laughs> I got the lid off here. Hang on a second. Here, let me get the, let the battery. Pull. Does this get edited? <laughs> <laughs> this is the only part will be on now YouTube. Now Robin will be up till 3 a.m. Uh, yeah, this will be on our bloopers. No, let's edition. see, this is, this is what people love to hear the mistakes and mishaps. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's radio, so we could have said, we could. Oh, the bottle broke. Or exactly. Right. But it is. No, we're being it, video. We'll be on YouTube. Yeah, we'll have evidence. Nathaniel Dawson up there in the shadows, ladies and gentlemen. He's the real, who was the, the guy in the, the shadows the all the time. The shadow knows? The shadow himself. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Justice. He was not in the Justice League, though. <laughs> Only the shadow knows for sure. Anyway, so Ken, Ken Griffey, Griffey Jr. Jr. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. was an all-star uh, by the time I got there. I, I, my first year with the Mariners was... Uh... <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have done professional television. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Jeepers. This is going to be, this gonna be a great the, story. That's why I stopped using the lab. I went back to a desktop. It was a falling off of me all the time, too. I, I, I support that decision. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, he was an all-star, and um, the story goes, uh, he had had a fight with the radio station. You know what those are like. Um, he had had a fight with the radio station. The morning... <laughs> had fights with radio stations? You haven't seen... Ath- Wait, hold on. You haven't seen athletes have fight with radio stations? Yeah, but not okay. me. I didn't say you. You've worked at radio stations. Yes. You've yes. seen the... <laughs> And All fought right. at radio stations. <laughs> um, so, so he had had an argument with uh, the morning show at KJR in Seattle, and he wouldn't talk to any people from KJR. And about 10 days into the season, I went up to him and I literally said, you are more than welcome to hate me, but if you hate me, you're going to know me. And he really responded to that. He, I, I stood up to him. Uh, I was about 25. He was about 26. We're uh, similar age. Um, I met his dad, I had a long conversation with his dad, and I explained, and then we became friends. And we were, we were in this situation where he trusted me, um, there was a lot of stuff that was being written about him, there was a lot of stuff that happened, um, we had a lot in common, we were both fans of the same music and stuff, and what happened was... Are you when, a grunge guy in Seattle? Do you have to be a grunge <laughs> guy when you live up there? No. Okay, no. just check. But he, I thought uh, you had to be, and you had to go to Starbucks, who's one every 15 feet. <laughs> no, you know, people in Seattle don't go to Starbucks. Yeah, they go to... Uh, they, they, the, uh, what's the other place? Because yeah. of the Sonics. Yes, yeah. because the owner of the Sonics right. screwed them and moved to right. uh, What's New the Orleans. other one of theirs? Like World's Seattle's Best or Best. Seattle's Best? Seattle's, Seattle's Best, Best. Yeah. So, uh, so Ken Griffey Jr. and I uh, would have... And then he went to Cincinnati, and I went to the league. So when I was working for MLB, we would see him all the time. They were always asking me to get him for a million things. He made this video. This is the video that you're talking about. Other radio people or television people would try to get him as an interview and drop my name. And they would go, can we get you, can we get you? And he'd say no. And they'd go, but we're pals with Seth Everett. And he would do it. (laughs) At one point, the camera was rolling, and he... Can you curse on the show? Uh, Yes. It depends on the word. Just don't go with the the ultimate word. No, go ahead. I can always bleep. What's the ultimate? I will bleep in... I will bleep in... You know what the ultimate is? Yeah. <laughs> just 
Go for oh. it. Go for uh, it. How did it become the ultimate? <laughs> I don't know. Ask George Carlin. He's the one who started this. What, what if my say. ultimate's different than your exactly. ultimate? Exactly. could be, yeah. I think our bridge is Anyway, um, he came, so the guy was, the cameraman was rolling. He came in, and he threw the name. He name-dropped me, and all of a sudden, he looks right into the camera, and he literally goes, Seth, I fucking made you. Oh. <laughs> you would be nothing without me. And I've had this video. It was sent to me. It went viral in the MLB circles, but YouTube didn't exist. So we never did anything. I held it for a long... I have to learn how to bleep. But I'm... It's, so does Luigi, actually. So I, I'm, not, I'm not fishing for followers, but I will say this. Follow me on Twitter tonight. It's going It'll up. It'll be honored. Would you, you follow me on Twitter, by the way, sir? I tweet you all the time. Oh, okay, I'm just checking. That doesn't mean you're following me. But I, I keep <laughs> checking with you. you. I talk to you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a running joke. I do that with everybody. See, I do that with just, it's a That's joke. That's why it's in the open. Did you like the new open, by the way? Yes. I did like Robin it. Robin produced Thank that you. today. Very nice. Today? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. This show is fresh and current. We don't, this isn't just some show that you just, you know, just, we just slop together. This, this is a work in progress. It takes a full seven days to prepare for each show. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, Robin and I were co-hosts for about an hour. I know. Oh. Oh, I'm so bummed that we didn't get to do that show together. We had a plan. We we had a plan. They told me uh, you have to meet Robin. I knew you, but I didn't know you. Right. And they said you have to, to work with her. You have to meet her. Have I, to. Have we, to. We talked for maybe 30 minutes. I said, Oh, this is going to be gold. Uh, this was this was set. And then you bailed. I didn't exactly bail. It was it was a mutual decision between Blog Talk because I we ended up going with a different network and Blog Talk said, Well, now that you're with a different network, you can't really do the show for us. And so Voila. Voila. She's still schlepping here now, I'm saying. <laughs> I know. You got Wally pipped. Exactly. But we should still do something. We can. I think so. That's fine. I'll hold the mic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> See what I have to deal with every day? All right, let's get back to that. Ken Griffey Jr., obviously, isn't the, here, You heard my tirade, and I'm sure you feel the same way about the well, voting. The, the, the voting process thing. is a sham. Um, Three guys do not vote for Ken Griffey Jr. Please don't take this to be self-serving. I, I, I'm not trying to pump myself in any way. I've been a broadcaster. I have covered baseball for an accredited media outlet for now 19 going on 20 seasons. I have no chance to get a Hall of Fame vote. I don't know how many years I have to do this. They'll never be. Major League Baseball in 1940 created, or not baseball, the Hall of Fame made a deal with the Baseball Writers Association of America. That's a union. Writers join a union. That's all that is. They made a deal. At the time... We didn't have television. Correct. We didn't, there wasn't electronic media the way it is now. There, there was radio, but the only people who did, did radio worked well, the for the team. Right. They worked for the team. So they only allowed writers to be eligible. Broadcasting has taken over. They print, I'm not trying to put down print journalists. I respect them a lot. They're friends of mine. That's a joke. The print medium is changing. Right, They're all a, trying to get out of it. Not right. only that, but the print medium is a much smaller uh, division of the overall broadcasting group right. now. I'm not trying to pump myself. I, what, I'm, what my point is, Bob Costas should have a Hall of Fame vote. Carl Ravitch should have a Hall of Fame yep. vote. These are guys who have covered the sport for over a quarter century, and they have done it in an accredited form. It's not for Joe Blogger. 
I'm not trying to say anybody who does a podcast gets a Hall of Fame vote. Although I should have a Hall of Fame vote. You yeah, should. Come on, Tommy. Come but on. But you did enough radio. You covered baseball. The argument here is that if that existed, it would be a more liberal vote. I do not think you're putting down the Hall of Fame when you say Tim Raines is a Hall of Famer. Jack Morris is a Hall of Famer. Uh, Trevor Hoffman's a Hall of Famer. I'm not even getting into the steroid idea. Lee Smith yep. is a Hall of Absolutely Famer. Absolutely he is. And the people who sit here and say, well, the Hall of Fame is a high standard, I'm not taking your standard away. These people are Hall of Famers. If you, didn't, if you don't vote for Tim Raines, you didn't see him. So now let me ask you, so how many people get to vote every year? This year they cut it down. The baseball writers, because they're fearful of losing their exclusive status, the baseball writers said that they will take Hall of Fame votes away from anyone who hasn't covered baseball in five years. So there was 100 less votes this year. So it's 440 this year, I believe, was the Right. It voters. used to be five-something. Right. It's now 440. The difference here is you would get a more liberal vote. I will give you a perfect example. The, to me, the best example is Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire, when he was first eligible to the Hall of Fame, was before... Uh, before he became the hitting coach of the Cardinals. Right. Up until the point of where Mark McGuire became the hitting coach, there was no actual evidence. I'm sorry, Jose Canseco's book is not evidence. He tried to extort money. If Mark McGuire paid Jose Canseco $10,000, he's not in the book, he's not at Congress, this never happens. Right. It's like if Woody had gone to the police, it would never have happened. Right. So Mark McGuire wouldn't stand up to extortion. He didn't pay Conseco. He got fingered in a book. He got, he got invited to a congressional hearing on the current state of steroids in 2005. He retired in 2001. He never should have been there. If broadcasters were allowed to vote, he'd have been in the Hall of Fame before he became a hitting coach with the Cardinals. The difference is the owner, the, the, the DeWitt family, the owner of the Cardinals said, you are not putting on a Cardinals uniform unless you come clean. So Mark McGuire copped to the whole thing. Now he has no chance of getting into the Hall of Fame. But Mark McGuire saved baseball. People talk about how the sport was in ruination after the 94 strike. Sure, in 1995, Cal Ripken broke Lou Gehrig's record. The baseball fans came back. The public came back for McGuire and Sosa. Absolutely. I remember that, I mean, that was the first time after moving here and not being interested in baseball at all. She means from Europe, not from yeah. California. Yeah, right. right. but I... I Baseball just didn't interest me. Interest me. It was a slow-moving game. It was boring to me, and it wasn't until Mark McGuire came in that I was like, "Ooh, what's this?" Now, obviously, my reasons are maybe a little bit different than you know a man's reason. <laughs> because you like big, tall, red-headed guys with bad complexions. Uh, he had, thick, thick oh, necks. He, I, I don't. There was just something about him. He was Bill Bixby turning into Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> like that's what I Mark McGuire. But he, he had was this great smile, and it, and it, there was just something about his persona when he came up to bat that was just fantastic. But it was he. It was the it was the combination of Sosa McGuire. I mean, yeah. that was yes. a nightly soap opera. <clears throat> I mean, they would break in the games and then mm -hmm. go to the at bats. And same thing with Bonds when he was chasing the record. Mm -hmm. So those are those standalone moments that become bigger than a baseball story. They become pop culture. They become something everybody has to see. Okay, so I have a couple more questions because I still don't understand the whole system okay. with this whole voting. You'll never so, understand. So there's the 440 system, people Not, that are nobody voting. Nobody does. I know. But let's, let's educate it's just like a little bit more. Code. So there's 440 people that voted this year. Right. How do people get put on the ballot to vote for? You have to have played a certain number of games uh, to get on the ballot. 
you have to have played a certain number of years. I think the minimum is 10 years. But you um, just can't put anybody. There's a list of eligible players right, that they're eligible. Okay. Once you're on the ballot, all 440, they still do a paper ballot. It's mailed to your house. And you are able to check up to 10 people. But there is no obligation to vote for anybody. One year, no one got elected into the Hall of Fame. Right. The Hall of Fame almost went bankrupt that year. And this idea that there's an obligation to fill out 10, this is what you were saying right. both on the podcast but also off the air, it's insane to require somebody to fill the spots with 10. Um, well, Jason Stark has a great column on ESPN.com. I, I, if you're a baseball fan, read it, because Jason Stark's one of the most respected baseball sure. minds of all time. Seriously, and he condemns the entire system with the 10 ballots, because guys, as you mentioned, who were on the list for years... The guys leave them off, and then they go from being close to getting into the Hall of Fame to dropping way off and almost, almost back right. out into, into oblivion. And you're el- eligible to be on the ballot for 15 years, but you have to get 15% of the vote to stay on. <sighs> so if you only get 8% of the vote, you're not on the next year. Wow. So it's, it's very hard to get, and then if you get 75% of the vote... You're in. Right. Okay, so I'm at home. I get one of these ballots. I have a certain number of people that are eligible. There'll they'll be 30 names on the okay, list. Okay, so 30 people, and then I have to choose. I'm allowed to choose up to 10 people off of that. Correct. And then they take the average. Mail it in. They mail it in, and then the 400 pe- 440 people that voted, whoever gets the most. It go, then go, becomes a percentage. So they'll tally everybody's votes, and it's out of 440. So if you have... For example, 437 out of 440, that's 99% of the vote. If you get 74% of the vote, you are not a Hall of Famer. Wow. You have to have 75%. That is a ridiculous system. Well, that's not the flaw. The flaw is there are people who don't watch games who mm-hmm. are who are voting for this. There's a guy, I don't want to name a name, but... Name a name on the guy, show on. right now. No, he's a nice person. Nobody it doesn't make him a bad person. There's a guy... It makes him a loser. There's a guy he who writes... He could be a good person to But be he a loser. should give up his Hall of give Fame voting because he writes, doesn't watch the games. Um, promotional articles for the league's official website. He's a very nice fellow. He doesn't watch mm. the game. He doesn't study the game. But he gets a vote. I have problems because beat reporters travel with their respective teams, they really only see one league. You're not watching the games. When I have covered national stuff, when I've worked for national networks and covered all 30 teams, you see more of the sport. I'm sorry, it's not a penalty to watch it on TV. And I think that what happens is it's just a very old school mentality. It's unfortunate because guys like Jack Morris... Guys like Tim Raines, Lee Smith, there is this cluster of 1970s and 80s players that are still hanging on this ballot that need to be gone so then we can finally address the Clemens and the Bonds and that nonsense. I have said, until Jack Morris is in the Hall of Fame, I don't want to hear about Kurt Schilling and I don't want to hear about Mike Bucina because... Jack Morris was twice the pitcher that those two guys were. No, I agree. And then you got the Mike Piazza goes in, too. Interestingly enough, I mentioned Griffey was the very first ever first overall draft pick to go into the Hall of Fame, which is hard to believe. But then Mike Piazza in 1993 went in the 62nd round, pick number 1390. So there were 1,329 players taken ahead of him. And the only reason he was taken was because Tommy Lasorda asked the Dodgers to do him a favor and draft this kid. 
and now he's a Hall of Famer, one of the all-time greats. And I got to rip the New York Mets for not—they've not given anyone That's number no problem. thirty-one. If you know anything about me? That's no problem. <laughs> number thirty-one was Mike, Mike Piazza's number with the Mets. It's not been retired yet. No one has worn it since he left the team, and now they're going to finally retire his number after he's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, what kind of idiocy is that? It's I, like putting a guy into the Hall of Fame after he dies. Well, yeah. a guy I'll is give you dead, an and now he's a Hall of Famer. He wasn't a Hall of Famer when he was alive, mm. but now that he's dead, let's put him in posthumously, which is mm. stupid. I heard this. I, I, I'm, I'm Ron Santa. This is the only week I can name drop here. I talked to Junior about this, and we had an argument about retired numbers. The Mariners are making him the first retired number. They haven't announced it, but they will. His 24 is going to be retired. And they, shouldn't it have been retired already? Alvin Davis's 21 should have been retired. Randy Johnson's 51 should have been retired. Former backup catcher Bill Spires' number should have been retired. How's that for some Seattle Mariner knowledge Get right there? Seinfeld. Yeah. Wasn't he on Seinfeld, Jay Buhner? He was talked about. Yeah, he was right. talked about. But Bones, man. My bones. The only thing I remember from Seinfeld, that infestivist. I'm sorry, go ahead. But uh, they're going to retire 51 for Ichiro. They're not going to retire 51 for Randy Johnson because he went to the Diamondbacks. Like, that's insane. So they're going to retire. They're not going to retire Randy Johnson's number. No, the oh. first time they retire 51, it will be for Ichiro. It won't be for like they forgot. Well, why did they Randy allow Johnson? Ichiro to wear his number? Is the question because I, it wasn't I, retired. They were mad at Randy. Because the Mets, they, they were mad. They I understand mad. that, but the Mets didn't allow anyone to wear 31 after Piazza left even though they didn't retire the number, why would they not keep that number aside? I actually heard that story a little different. It wasn't the organization saying you can't. It's no one would. Okay. In the beginning. I think now it's just assumed that nobody does, but I don't think it was... I don't think... <laughs> I don't think the Wilpons came in and said, nobody wear Piazza's number, because one day... Like, they don't have that forward thinking. No, but everybody knew Mike Piazza was a Hall of Famer. Was there any doubt mm. that he was going to be in the Hall of Fame? The doubt was there were rumors about him. There were rumors. I heard them. You heard them. I will, I will say this. I would never do this on, on any broadcast, but if you want, we can print out the rosters from 1998. I will circle six to eight names on each team that I heard stuff about. Like, we heard about countless players. That was the real steroid era. Mike Piazza, there is not a shred of evidence. Of course not. Against, I heard the rumors. I saw him. He had... The grossest back acne I'd ever seen. And the thought was that's a side effect from anabolic steroids. He's getting this from being Italian. He's getting well, cheap that's stuff. That's, that's what the acne's from. It's, it's because it's oil based. That's why. It was, it was olive oil. It, no, it's the truth. That's why. That's why you see guys with a lot, of, a lot of acne on their shoulders and their back from steroid use because, a lot, because it's cheap steroids and they're getting more oil. Piazza's getting cheap steroids. I think that he would get the expensive <laughs> what do you, stuff. Do you think rich people can't get taken advantage of? Well, yeah, probably. But He's getting it from a locker room. <laughs> what do you think? It's only up and up? I just get my stuff from <laughs> Peyton Manning's wife in Florida. I have it yes. set down there. That's what I do. Too soon. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Speaking of that, Ryan Howard and... Uh, he and filed Zimmer- a lawsuit. Al Jazeera. Yeah. And, and uh, Zimmerman, the Ryan Zimmerman, two of the guys named in that Al Jazeera, they both filed... Yeah. Uh, Defamation oh, so. suits against Al Jazeera. As they Can should. I tell an Al Jazeera story? Oh, yeah, sure. Did you work for Al Jazeera? That's the only uh, network. I've really? Yeah. For, I, were you in Al Qaeda? I, I, <laughs> I appeared there. I uh, I went there and. Um, where the headquarters, by the way? It's in New York City. Okay. They asked me to come on, and I walked. I made a wrong turn, and I walked into their studio. The first thing I saw 
was a they, camel. They were doing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, it was Wednesday. <laughs> they, they were running a package. Oh, day! I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. They were, Sorry to insult any camels out there. They were running a, a, a package about um, a terrorist group getting bombed. <laughs> and all you saw on the back were all the bombs. And I went, is this a training video? Oh. Like, I didn't know what it was. So then I left, and there was someone had left, like, an Adidas bag on the floor. And I said to the producer, I go, Unattended package. Hello. <laughs> this is where we are. Did I was, you jump out of a window right away? It was right so away. weird. It was so surreal. Uh, do you know Jessica Taff? No. Jessica Taff used to work for the Yes Network. She worked there, and she, we did a segment about some nonsense, and I, all I kept thinking was, this is not going... I, I'm not tweeting this. <laughs> like, I refused. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 So you went on Al Jazeera, though. I went it was there. okay then. Yeah. Well, they paid in American dollars. Well, that's mm-hmm. kind of exactly. They paid? I always thought it was, I mean... I... Didn't they pay Al Gore? Or like, Al Gore owned it. Al Gore, to Al buy Gore, it. Al Gore bought it and then right. sold it. Right. current TV. Mm-hmm. And that's where Keith Olbermann, that was yeah. one of his last right. jobs before he went back to ESPN. Right. Mm-hmm. And he worked and uh, he got like $5 million in lovely parting gifts from Al Gore. Mm-hmm. And then Al Gore unloaded it for a ridiculous mm-hmm. amount of money. And yep. didn't Al Gore invent the internet? Yes, he, he did. did that. Yeah, it was amazing. It's great. Yes. And, and no, he didn't invent global warming. <laughs> he didn't invent it. Well, he might have. He found a way to become a billionaire exactly. because of it. That's why. He was smart enough to find a way to make that. He a might cash have invented cow. the concept of yes. global warming. He didn't invent it. He marketed it. That's yeah. what he did. You know, he's a genius. Exactly. I remember I used to, when I, was doing morning, when I was doing the morning show at WCAU, when I was doing just regular straight talk, Al Gore's wife, Tipper Gore, sure. back then, was really, really into all the censorship. The censorship. They hated she hated the rap. She, she hated wanted, Prince. She hated she, Prince. She, she wanted got music. Nikki. She wanted music taken crew. off the oh, air. I, I remember interviewing her. Yeah. And she had this laundry list of things that she hated and had to be taken mm-hmm. off of radio. They had the label on CDs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And then, you know, fast forward, he becomes vice president. He runs for president. He's mm-hmm. now in charge of all the stuff. He's a gazillionaire. And he's the, one of the most liberal guys on earth. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, his wife... Mm-hmm. Was trying yeah. to shut everything down right. twenty years ago. It's They're amazing how people evolve. Too, right? huh? yeah. They're divorced now too. I right? think they got back together. They're uh, back they? on and on, gone again, uh, off again. I don't know. We actually partied with Al Gore's daughter. Yes. Really? Yes. yes. Yeah, in San Francisco. How many people can say that? Really? So, course, so she we was, didn't even know she was Al Gore's daughter. Uh, yeah, really? How many people have had a daughter? So, uh, a friend of ours was very, very good friends <laughs> with a, a Chinese man. Who was who donated to walked uh, into a candy store? Yeah. No, and he <laughs> no, this he was, guy was a young genius. This genius, guy was a young yeah, like genius. he but he came from money back in China, came over here and ended up marrying Al Gore's daughter. So we're in a restaurant, and this guy comes in, good-looking young Chinese guy, obviously super wealthy, you know, the ten thousand dollars suits and stuff. And so my buddy Julio, who owns this Italian restaurant in San Francisco, says, "Hey, I want you. To, I want to introduce you." So he introduces me <laughs> to Al Gore's daughter and her husband, the Chinese guy. And then they they broke up already, right? Yeah, they did. But we but we went over to their place, and uh, there was a bunch of people there. We we had they had like an entire floor of the Ritz Carlton. That's where they lived in San Francisco. That was their their apartment, and we partied with them. We actually let they they were party party party. I mean, it was crazy (laughs) party. You know, billionaire. They just have nothing to do with life except party every night. Exactly. Well, you invent things like the internet. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Where did I go wrong? (laughs) <laughs> Where did I go wrong, Seth? 
I don't know. Isn't it amazing? The more you talk, the more depressed you get, Tom. I know. Really. <laughs> I've rubbed elbows with all these wealthy oh, people, and here oh. I am still schlepping. Oh, good for you. No, I love doing it. This is fun. What do you think of this uh, CSE Philly studio here? Isn't this great? I like this. This is a palatial. It's uh, not palatial, but it's a great little block. This is not your might typical get sports some podcast. Tape. You want to get some tape? <laughs> for the Seth. wires, <laughs> we got duct tape. We got the duct tape thing going on, and we. You... We, we think we have roadies here. You think this is MLB Network or the Yes Network, or the No Network, or, or Al Jazeera, or Al Jazeera? Network? This we actually we do all this. We set our stuff up. Luigi comes in early. We set <laughs> wires. We do everything ourselves here. But what he's talking about is the the um, earpiece cord is not long enough to reach Joe all the way over there, and I it's know. sort of stretched thin. Yeah, what do you got? I'm stretched thin too. Just check my bank account. Really? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Where do you get wires now that Radio Shack closed? <laughs> Amazon. Amazon. You, you can Amazon. find anything. Anything on Amazon. We just got this board today. Robin buys a new board every week. Every week she gets a board. No, I don't like that one. She sends it back, then she wants another. What do you it's do with the old like boards? No, no, no. I'm saying about it. That's what's so fantastic about Amazon. Something doesn't work, you just send it right yep. back. So you now t- this is the latest board. We're taking this, this one. This one is the, the final. We're taking this to San Francisco with us because it's USB. Because now, you know, you don't need ISDN. You don't need right. satellite. You just plug in an internet connection, and you're hooked up all over the world. So that's, we have the latest technology right here. And then we have the other big board up there, which we're not taking with us. So when Robin and I are going to the Super Bowl for 10 days, we're going to take this baby with us. It's going to sound Are you awesome. going to be out there? Uh, I am not going to be out there. Ah, oh, bummer. I hate to do it to you, man. Luigi, give it to him, man. I got to do it to him? Yeah, yep. go ahead. Can't find mine in here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Those of you who are going to be the Super Bowl and we have or news, by the way. who live really? out in the Bay Area, so all Tony Bruno fans. You don't even have to live in the Bay Area. A lot of people go to the Super Bowl. That's what just I'm just saying. So if, you're, if you're there, and even if you can't get tickets, come out and party with Tony Bruno. Um, he is going to be hosting a huge Super Bowl, Super Bowl party. party. Nice. Actually, this will be it. my 29th Super Bowl, but the first time wow. I'm actually hosting a Super Bowl party. Now, can we say Super Bowl, or do we have no, to say no, game the, day? We could say Super Bowl, but when they put the ads up, they've got to call right. it the big right. game. The big, big game. game. Because they're not an official sponsor. So, yeah, so Tony is going to be the, the Tony Bruno show... Uh, Super Bowl party at the Glass House. The Glass the, House. Um, yeah. The last Super Bowl I was at was the New York Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I covered, you know, my, in my career, the, I've worked, for, I've covered four football teams: the Denver Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks. That's when, two. When the when that oh. se- well, and the New York Giants and the New York oh, Jets. Oh, okay. But they weren't in it. <laughs> you said I covered four. They're and you not only gave relevant me two. to this story. Oh. Um, <laughs> what I had said to my old stations when I knew that. The Super Bowl was coming to New York. I said, "Look, if if you go to the Super Bowl, hire me. I'll work. I'll cover your team for the week. You won't have to travel an extra guy." They both said yes. So, the championship game here, the Broncos win first. I'm going to cover Denver for this for the week. Now Seattle wins. Now I'm covering both. My game credential was with Denver. I had to be the phoniest phony of all phonies. I was sitting with the Denver media. The Super Bowl was a blowout. It was the Seahawks were winning. I covered the Seahawks too. I go. I, I'm texting every Seattle person. Is there an empty seat? Is there an empty seat? One guy says there's an empty seat. I said, I can't watch this, and I walk off. <laughs> I make sure no one's looking. I go two sections over. I make sure no one's looking. I go. All right. <laughs> but good actor job. I was gonna win. There. I was gonna win either way. That's a good gig if you could yeah. get. Yeah. 
But we, I, you know, I love going out to the Super Bowl. It's a fun. And the game, I don't even go to the game anymore. I don't even get game credentials. You don't? No. I mean, I used to go and sit in the, uh, way in the upper deck of the stadium, and you don't see anything. You don't see the commercial. When people ask you the next day, hey, I know they the put the radio guys, right? They put the radio guys put us all way the, the heck up there. And so th- there's a place called the Glass House. It's a beautiful building in downtown San Jose, California. 12,000 square feet. They do weddings. It's an unbelievable place. And the guy a, contacted us and wants us to yeah, do Yeah, they're going to have a 20 foot screen yep. so we can see the game. Up live and personal, and top notch. But you're going to put the podcast up before the game. We will do the podcast live from the glass house right. on Super right. Bowl But then Sunday. it'll go up on all your feeds and all that. Yes. stuff. Yes. And then we'll do a party there right after That's the podcast. Great. So we're going to do the pregame live on the on podcast, and then um, the post or the uh, live game is going to be Tony just partying exactly. and drinking and exactly. eating. Oh, nice! It's going to be awesome. There'll be a lot of uh, a lot of celebs there. It's going to be a lot of fun. And so then the post game will be up in his room later. Exactly. Hey. Tony, do you want to get to this breaking news before we go to break? That. that is the breaking news. That was it? That was it. Yeah. We already knew that, though. Well, you did, but everybody out there listening did not. Yes. I may have tweeted something out about it, but I'm telling you about the place. It's downtown San Jose. Now, if it's, you're... It's uh, called the Glass House. So right, check it out. At the, Glass House. We ju- this is so brand new. I don't even think that they have it listed up on their website yet. We will be posting all the details within the next week. And you know what we do when you go to the Glass House, right? You don't throw stones right. no. in the glass house. <laughs> I heard you say it. <laughs> did you say that already, John? He, he said it. He said already it. When did you say that? When did you say that, Luigi? <laughs> now, did you... When he dropped this thing for the second speaking time. Speaking of Super Bowl, did you, see, did you bring the other article about um, Yes, we'll talk biggest... about that. We've got to take a break. What we do is we take a break at the halfway point. Well, just be really quick, though, before we go. Everybody's got to go to the bathroom. And stuff, I know, but there was that one Wait, article. Is it going to be like a line? You didn't take it. <laughs> so, it's not the link. You don't have to worry. There is... You don't have to pee in the sink. You don't, have to do it. don't worry about it. If you thought it was expensive can, but... to go to the Super Bowl... <laughs> To pay just the regular airfare and the oh, hotel room, which I think is, I, I don't think that you can get anything less than $500 a night well, now. you guys had to get the suite. Yeah, yeah. of course. Oh, yeah. We got the ultimate Super Bowl <laughs> got the honeymoon. But if you have a little bit of, you know, Christmas money left over, you might, yeah, you likes. might want to consider this package right here. Yeah, we're not staying at the Fairmount in San Jose. We are going to be, bro- we're going to be broadcasting from San Jose, <laughs> from Santa Clara, and from San Francisco. And you know the distance, San, San Francisco yeah. to Santa Clara is in the middle Not and then close, San yeah. Jose. So these are like hour and a half drives and it's going to be spread out Super Bowl. Like Miami is. Miami oh, and it's is going all to be, over the place. And it's going to be wall-to-wall people. It's going Absolutely. to be crazy. So the San Jose Fairmount is, you know, one of the cream of the crop president, the presidential suites there. President Obama stayed there many times. So they're doing a Super Bowl package. Three nights now. Three nights. You have four bedrooms in the presidential luxury suite where the president has uh, hung out many times. <laughs> And guess how much for three nights in the presidential suite at the Fairmount San Jose for Super Bowl week? This is only three nights, not the whole week. But it, 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 not the whole week. Doesn't it include tickets to the game? It, right? No, it includes a three-night stay, tickets for eight people to the Super Bowl, and a dazzling array of amenities. Oh, I love so that. you can you can divide it amongst your exactly. friends, eight of your friends. So eight people, you get tickets to the game. Tickets are like two grand a piece. So right there, you're talking sixteen thousand just face just to get in, and then you got the hotel with the amenities. How much? For three nights. How much? Nope. Try tripling. It's $150,000 for three nights in the Fairmount in San Jose. 150, yeah, Robin, if you have some extra Christmas money, we may have enough in the box. Yeah. 
because we will play in the next yeah. hour. What's in the box? Yes. Your yes. money's in the box. So what we're win counting... your money, Seth. We have a contest. We do win your money. People put a dollar oh. in, they get a ticket. It's not a 50-50. They keep it all. They spin the wheel. People have won it three times. That box has been emptied. That thing would be overflowing. There could be 150 grand if people weren't lucky to come yeah. to the show all the time and spin the wheel and win it. I think, winners. Tony, I think, though, if they end up not booking this and it just stays empty, they should just let us stay there. I agree. I just gave them about $10,000 worth of free Really? Yeah, I know. It was the longest anyway, commercial I ever had. We would do, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Everybody gets five minutes to go to the bathroom, loosen up, have some more food. People came in a little later. There's still great food over there, so go check it out. From the, uh, from the great Blue folks Duck. at the Blue Duck up there on Home Avenue in Northeast Philadelphia. It's a Tony Bruno podcast. Much more still ahead right here. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. People have gathered around ideas since the beginning of time. Each successful collaboration pushing innovation forward building a stronger future. Motorists Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have combined decades of experience to create an even better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders. Encircling businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. At Cole's Friends and Family Sale, the back-to-school savings add up with an extra 20% off. Save on Skechers for the family, girls' stretch jeggings, just $12, and save on an Instant Pot and luggage. Plus, take an extra 10% off home. Plus, everyone gets Kohl's cash. Plus, free Amazon returns now at all Kohl's stores. This weekend at Kohl's. Offers valid July 25th through 28th. 20% with promo code SHOPFAMILY. 10% off home with promo code HOMEDEAL10. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.